what you're about to hear is an incoherent mess. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Mask Podcasters. Who are these? Spidey sense people coming at you through the magic of podcasting. My name is Shannon, and as usual, joined here by my brother Jake. Shannon, I'm very excited for this episode. It's uh, it's one of the movies I've been waiting all year last year to see, and I've it was finally a bit of, seen it. It was a bit of a sense of normality, you know, going to the movies. We did dinner first. We were able know, to talk about the movie crazy. afterwards. Almost like there wasn't a global pandemic happening, which was which was nice, wasn't it? It was insane. Actually, got to go out. It was it was lovely, and so you know we're going to talk uh, Spider Man No Way Home. Yes, we should probably talk about the titles of those because that is annoying <laughs> me. Um, we're going to do a really short no spoiler because it's still in the cinemas. Yeah. Um, if you've managed to avoid a spoilers for as long as as I did, congratulations. Um, if you don't want this movie spoiled, please just don't listen to any of this. Frankly. Um, yeah, it's one of those movies you kind of need to spoil right away. There's so no, there's no real getting around it. So why would you click on this if you haven't seen it and you want to see it and you don't want it spoiled? Why would you actively seek out a podcast whose title is Spider-Man No Way Home? Why would you do that? Well, I think I'd you've got to look at yourself. Maybe they're coming here for a uh, for a little glimpse and a recommendation before... They're- they're not they coming here for hard-hitting commentary. <laughs> they're not coming here for in-depth. They're coming here for my dulcet tones and sparkling <laughs> repartee. Yeah. And and they might still enjoy that even if I spoil the crap out of this movie. But just don't. Just don't. Just go and yeah. see it. And then, and then, go, go and see it and come back. So the, the spoiler-free section, I'm starting. Oh, it's, it's good. Is that is that what you want? <laughs> it's good. It's good. Go watch it. Go watch it. That's it. End of spoilers. Now we can talk spoilers because what's the point? Seriously, what's the point of talking about this movie if you can't spoil it? Yeah, you yeah, know it's no, good. It's it's a, it's a good solid Spider-Man movie. Go go watch it. B plus. I don't know. Is that what you want from us? <laughs> well, let, let's discuss it and then we can give it a grade at the end. Because I mean, if, if you go, if you haven't if you haven't seen it, I strongly suggest going and watching it because it is a Marvel movie. It's Spider-Man. It's got Tom Holland in it. Yeah. I don't think that it's a Marvel movie carries the same weight anymore. It's, it's, it's a it's Spider-Man a Marvel movie. It is a Spider-Man movie. It's 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 the third of of uh, of the Spider of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, standalone Spider-Man movies. Uh, yeah. All of those have been directed by John Watts, so it's got a very similar flavor to it uh, than the rest. The rest do. Um, you know, this is. I think this is the most fan servicey Marvel movie ever. Like, this oh, it's is one of the most fan servicey movie ever. In just in I general. Think, this is this is geared to watching a bunch of nerds just cream their pants, <laughs> like that's all that is. And yeah, I, if you've, I went, if I you've managed to... to avoid spoilers, spoilers for this long, um, oh. and you have no idea what we're talking about, we're about to tell you. But you know, it, it's I, you would have to be living on another planet to know nothing about this movie. Yeah, and I mean, if you've seen the trailers, you can kind of put two and two together. There's been rumors going around for a year now about what's happening in this movie. And if you somehow avoided all that and still are surprised, I don't know what to tell you, really, because you, you must you must just live under a rock. And we've been talking about the multiverses for a long time. So that 
you know, and this is this is kind of Marvel's get out of jail free card for anything, right? That's why I still don't believe that Tony Stark is entirely dead, because you know they could just always. Oh, is this is a different universe, Tony? Here he, here he is. It's this is kind of their anything. You know, get out of jail free for anything that happens, which kind well, of annoys me. It means nothing's permanent, right? Well, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to spoil another TV show, but in the Flash, uh, the TV show that they did on um, WB, they did the same thing. They loved the um, I can't remember his name now; it's been so long. But um, the the main bad guy in the first season, Zoom, oh, sorry, uh, Reverse Flash. They liked his character, Tom Cavanaugh's character, so much they just went and found a different one on a different multiverse. And brought him across as a good guy. Yeah, which kind of cheapens everything that's happened in the MCU thus far. I mean, we've got to a point where we've had some meaningful deaths throughout the MCU, and it's like, are you are you trying to tell me that this is just not this is just not permanent? Are we going to see Robert Downey Jr. back as Tony Stark because of I this? Don't, I this don't get out of jail free. I, I still I still don't think so. I still think people like Tony Stark. Um, I think the probably the more likely is going to come back is like you know the Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff character might come back. That's the kind of one who might pop back in because she was a lesser character. But I think Tony Stark's he, his arc was too big. You, you can't you, it cheapen everything he's done before that if you brought him back now. His arc reactor was too big. Jake. <laughs> his arc reactor, a uh, little little Marvel joke for you. Now let's so so this is this is the culmination this sort of feels like a bit of an end cap to to uh to to the tom holland spider-man hmm. kind of movie do, do you think we're going to get any more uh i think they're going to throw all the money at him and get him to come back for a fourth i think i think that's kind of going to happen i don't think there's an avengers movie coming out anytime soon so i think he's probably right not to do a team-up movie I think, but if I they, think that if was they what threw, did I not did I turn to you at at the, at the end of this movie and go, what are we building to? What's what's yeah. happening? I think that's yeah. that's a conversation we had straight away because at least every movie in the MCU felt like it was building to something, and from what I've seen, the the problem the problem big problem I've got with this MCU fourth phase is that we're not heading anywhere. Well, no, I mean, and considering they're all kind of self contained little stories. The problem with you know Black Widow was that's a story in the middle of what's already happened, so it's a prequel almost. And Shang Chi's its own contained little origin story, which probably has bigger uh, ramifications going forward. But it, it really is kind of as a self-contained little story. Uh, and same same with this one, it's kind of it kind of wraps up into a neat little package that has no ongoing consequences. What's going to happen is going forward is your Doctor Strangers and your Thors. Are probably going to, have to be your two bigger driving points in your Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. They're going to be your, your driving force and your main heroes going forward. But all of those were leading towards Thanos hmm. and and the Avengers, and uh, the movies before that were leading to their own individual uh, Avengers movies. What's what's the big bad guy coming? I don't know for, I don't for know any of these people. I mean, you, you can look at you can look at you know the, the ten rings could be. I still don't think it's a big enough Avengers level threat um, because well, you know, well frankly, never, neither was Ultron. Well, and Ultron was had Loki his, really. Yeah, but Ultron had his armies. Loki was out of this world. Had an alien invasion. The ten rings aren't big enough. They're, they're just people who are really skilled at fighting. You know, you get a Hulk in there, and he's going to destroy it. Mind you, speaking of that, we haven't seen Hulk 
since Endgame. Yep. So that's that's an interesting character who's floating around somewhere doing something. Well, he's now permanently kind of Hulk. Yeah, banner, Professor right? Hulk. So he he he's he can either come back or he can you know stay away. Um, and you've got you know Ant Man and stuff still still floating around. I I just I don't see a big bad guy unless they introduce it in like I think Wanda Maximoff in in um Doctor Strange the Multiverse. That's where your big bad guy can come in. I think that's where your your multiverse threat is going to come into it, and something. Well, happen. there's or, an there's an alternative Doctor Strange, Dark Doctor Strange, or whatever. Yeah, if you watch if you watch Loki, um, there's a bad guy in there who could be an overarching bad guy for the whole MCU. There's a few options there that it's got to really start addressing or putting teasers in because haven't we got Galactus or you know there's plenty there's plenty of there's plenty of major villains out there that fought you know, Avengers before I mean Ultron coming back wouldn't be the worst thing in the world um, yeah giving it's James Spider voice giving it James Spider and giving giving him a bit of different version of Ultron um, there's 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 now a huge possibility of of what could happen but I want to get back to the movie we just we we saw because. Um, I did really enjoy this movie. Look, and and it 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 does come with a bit of a caveat that if you aren't a big Spider Man fan, even if you're if you're only an MCU fan, you're not not getting the most out of this. You really need to be a Spider Man fan, or at least a cinematic Spider Man fan. Yeah, definitely. Um, to, to get the most out of this, because again, I can't stress this enough. We are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. If you haven't seen it. Um, if you haven't seen it, stop now. You're done. We're stop done right now. We've, we've we've pretty much got it to the point of where we can we can leave you. But if you've been hiding under a rock or you know just staying off the internet, um, the previous versions of Spider-Man, both uh, Andrew Garfield from Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two, and Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man One, Two, and Three, the Sam Raimi uh, version, uh, Andrew Garfield from the Mark Webb version. Um, still the best director name for a Spider-Man movie, Mark Webb. Of course, yeah, definitely. Um, Come back, uh, and effectively it's because uh, Spider-Man tries to make everyone forget about Spider-Man post the Mysterio um, bombshell of revealing that Peter Parker is is Spider-Man. Tries to make them forget. He enlists Doctor Strange to do so, um, and he messes with uh, the spell as it's it's been cast uh, and includes the line... Something along the lines of everyone who knew I was Spider-Man previously should still know I'm Spider-Man. Yep. Um, and what that does is it, it causes a rift in time where everyone in any universe that knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man is sucked into our universe, uh, thus confirming the multiverse exists. Um, and it kind of just plays fast and loose with what at what time period they get sucked in. So well, a lot of these characters not- in the alternate version are dead and yet yes. they still come back in. Well, I think it's at the point of at the point of their death or the their imminent death they get pulled in. So, but, but why is why does that happen? I don't, because it's like it's that, that doesn't make any sense. That is that is absolute. We just want to cram as many people as we can into these movies and make it interesting. And, and they actually say that it, I was about to die and then I got sucked through. Why? Well, Alfred Molina is about to kill Spider-Man. So it's in the Spider-Man 2 where he's got him around the neck and before he convinces him to be a good guy, that's when he gets drawn in. Alfred Molina dies in that movie though. Yes. So he's saying that when he when he was had him by the throat, that's when he got sucked in. So I, I, I don't understand why they just 
at the moment of their imminent death, so when he's floating down into the bottom of the sea, that's when he gets sucked in. That would make more sense. Um, I, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense at all why at different time periods, uh, those people, you know, the Goblin and uh, and uh, and Doc Ock are dead well before the events uh, of Spider-Man 3, um, but for some reason they all get pulled in. And, and he's much older. It shouldn't it be anyone who knows Peter Parker or Spider-Man at the point where Spider-Man gets pulled in. Why are they all old? Like, it doesn't... Your time periods are all messed up, and that doesn't make a lot of sense in the no. universe. No. It, you it, can it, kind of overlook it, because, look, it's Willem Dafoe, and yeah, that's it, cool. It, it's one of the those yada-yada moments where it's just like, here's a line that kind of explains it, but doesn't really explain it. it look, you can, see, you can see how this pitch meeting went. It was like, what if... We just got all everyone from the, all these Spider-Mans together, and and literally, what would happen is nerds' wallets would fucking explode. Like just, exactly. just here's the money, which is what happened, right? Exactly, exactly what happened. It's exactly like what it, happened. it made it made a billion dollars. Like oh, it's, it's, already, it's, it's already it's already passed. It's in the top million. top ten. It's in the top ten of all time. Like yep. it's just it's just madness. And I think that there's a lot of that. it's like it's the first one post COVID where people could actually get back to the movies. Um, you know, and it's just it's just nerdgasm fire. Like it's just, yeah. you know. And so what it what it is done apart from what we just pointed out is it's a really good version of that. And yeah. every character, it, just in the subtleties, every character kind of gets the hero moment, whether they're a villain or a hero, of coming in. I think you made the point on the day, which I absolutely agree with, about the two Spider-Men arriving at the same time. Yeah, they, they both come in the door within 30 seconds of each other. And it really irked me. It irked me more the second time I saw it because I saw it twice. I saw it on opening night and then I saw it with you again. Um, I just it, it really irked me how they didn't layer the Spider-Man a little bit more. They they really they brought Andrew Garfield in first and it was great. I loved his introduction. I loved how he you know, was for, like MJ made him prove that he was Spider-Man. It's a nice little you know humanistic moment in a kind of crazy situation. And then thirty seconds later, he opens another portal, and in comes Tobey Maguire. I just, I, I thought it was just very, very rushed. I suppose you know that that's going to happen once. I, once you, you know it's going to happen, and I, I, I'm not saying it doesn't shouldn't happen relatively far. It just felt really, really forced, like right away. Yeah, and and so as soon as the villains are introduced, you know that that's going to happen. Right. Well, they as tried as- so hard to try and say no. Nah, they're not going to come in. They're not going to come in. And you know, even Andrew Garfield on the, on interview said he's not going to be in this movie. And yeah, which you know, we don't mind the lies because it's trying to give us a bit of a the the, the bigger cameo that you you weren't expecting is is Charlie Cox, which, which kind of has its own which has its own kind of wild implications. So Charlie Cox is is Daredevil from the Netflix tier, series of uh, of shows. Infinitely the best oh, co- by, by far. version of that. Can we just can we quickly rank those? It's definitely Daredevil, then Jessica Jones, Luke yeah. Cage and Iron Fist, Fist, right? Yeah. 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 And there's that. a big gap between But there's Luke a Cage. there's a huge gap between Jessica Jones and because um, Jessica Jones really. could almost be top, by the way. Does that mean Jessica Jones is canon? Well, it, it's it's big implications of what what this is going to happen going forward. Because I mean, in in the grand scheme of things, Daredevil was a relatively small threat mm. in the grand scheme of things. Like it's, it's not an it's not a, a, a Avengers level threat. It's Kingpin messing with the under, underworld, um, and it's a relatively small threat. There's no there's no massive huge 
you know, nuclear bombs going off. It's all relatively small fight for control kind of stuff. Contained in, in, in Hell's Kitchen, effectively. In Hell's Kitchen, effectively. So, I mean, Spider-Man could, would, might have got involved. The problem, the problem with having so many villains or so many people in New York is that, you know, Spider-Man should at some point have joined up with Daredevil in the TV shows if they are all living together and it all works nicely. Mind you, we don't know how long ago that Charlie Cox Daredevil has been doing it. It could be, you know, 10 years in the future. Well, he also doesn't disclose that he's Daredevil and he just says, wow, that was really good that he caught the brick. Uh, but but he doesn't twig that he's a superhero. Well, and he, he kind of does it. because he caught the brick when he's meant to be blind. But, but, that, but, that, but that's, really nothing... good. that's really cool because, I mean, you know, five years, if he's five years stepped out from the, the Marvel TV, uh, from the, uh, the Netflix TV show, he wouldn't have been spider man yet. So it kind of makes sense. But it, may, it means, you know, it means that you now have got Kingpin in this universe. And he showed up, showed up on, on Hawkeye. On, so. on Hawkeye. It would have sport Hawkeye as well. But yeah, he showed up on Hawkeye. Um, he was, that's, if you've watched the first episode of Hawkeye, you know, bloody Kingpin's coming. You can't be that silly. But that's a really cool cameo that presents itself. Um, what I do want to say to all those Spider-Man 3 haters that say there was too many bad guys. Mm, uh, I think this movie proves you can do as many bad guys as you like. <laughs> just bring um, them all in. Just bring them all in because, you know, that movie kind of suffered from the too many bad guys, which was three. It was the new Green Goblin, it was Sandman, and it was also uh, uh, Venom yeah. in, in that universe. Um, and so everyone felt underdone. I suppose this movie's got the benefit of having other movies well, that, that's that's the issue is that you're cramming an origin story for Venom, an origin story for um, Sandman into those two movies. And, of course, you know, um, the Green Goblin was kind of carried through. But you're trying to cram two origin stories in for a villain. With this one, you've, they've already established. You know, you know what you're doing. You know who they are. Get to yeah. it. Yeah. And, and this movie plays deference to Spider-Man, to, to, to uh, Maguire's Spider-Man, probably just because of the strength of the casting. Al- Alfred mm-hmm. Molina... And uh, and Willem Dafoe are just phenomenal in yep. in in those parts. Um, Jamie Fox, to a lesser extent, uh, you know, gets a, a slightly lesser role than the, than those two. Um, the lizard, so it's it's Reese Ifans, I think, um, who's you know not anywhere near as well known as any of those guys. And Thomas Hayden Church, who's great, but also isn't as well known as those other guys. Kind of gets second third fiddle yeah um but man defoe is so good he's so creepy and he's so good yeah i i was a bit i was a bit meh on him the first time especially when he's when he's being norman osborne and pretending to be afraid but he's so creepy as norman as as soon as he becomes the goblin he's just a different person and i I love that distinction between the two the two people and alfred molina's he's he's on a different level Acting wise, like he he's just he's a bit campy, a little bit more in this movie, I think, than Spider Man Two. Like he's a bit like when he yells at him for not asking too many questions. We're sick of your questions, boy, or some, something like that. I was just like, mm-hmm. that's not fantastic, but I'd like you to redo that one if I was the director. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're just they're just they're above. I mean, Jamie Fox is great, but they're not on the same league as those two. What I really love is the. Is the filmmaking and the deference to those other films has been has been exhaustively done? Uh, we get we get musical notes from the old uh, from the old themes that Danny Elfman's 
uh, th- music through uh, through Raimi's Spider-Man, um, you get um, a whole bunch of the the musical notes. Particularly when a- Andrew Garfield steps through the portal, you get sort of um, musical notes from from uh, from his his timeline, and then Michael, what is it, Jab Jab Jackano, whatever his whatever his name is, the new guy. But he's he's in you know everything, um, but you get all his his music through through that as well, um, and that blends together. You get really clear shots that are taken from all the different Spider Mans that are reused through this, um, even if it's different characters, you know. And then there's a whole bunch of love to the comics. You, you get a whole bunch of very striking comic book moments that happen um, that are f- kind of famous Spider-Man moments. Um, you know, there's the, the, the Peter Parker throws his spider suit out yeah. moment. You get Tobey Maguire walking away in, in one of the Spider-Man, the, the Raimi Spider-Man yeah. in number two. Um, that happens again with a different character with, with Goblin's smash marks mark as he walks away. Um, both of those characters inevitably come back. You know, he, yeah. he, he, he starts Spider-Man again and Green Goblin hasn't ever truly gone away. That kind of, you know, shorthand to the audience, but they're, they're just really beautiful shots. I think, um, you know, I, I just love that there's a, there's a, the love for this character and their cinematic and, and comic book roots are on the screen for everyone to enjoy. For all the nerds that are sitting there, it's more than just, look, here's Andrew Garfield, look, here's Tobey Maguire. Um, there's so much more depth uh, to that with the music and the, and the shots. But I, I think, I think what really holds this film together is, and I'm, I'm going to sound like a, a person who loves this man the most, but Tom Holland holds this movie together. He is he so good. All, yeah, he shits all over them, doesn't he, really? He, he is so good in this movie, especially the emotional parts where you just, you, you, you feel his pain. And, and uh, I love that it's such a it's such a funny movie, but at the same time, it, it really hits home and it's really emotional, especially for, you know, for Tom Holland and, you know, the way he's, this is basically his fault. If he just listened to Doctor Strange, got the spell right, there wouldn't be a problem. If he didn't even have this idea in the first place, none of this would happen. What gives me the shits about this movie too? Like everything he does is caused by his – it's his fault, right? Yeah. And I and and they, they do a bit of a mea culpa scene where he, they talk about all their mistakes. And, and Spider-Man is so young, he's going to make mistakes. Now, this Spider-Man is the youngest Spider-Man out of the three. Um, at the well, point of Spider Manning, te- technically, I mean, I mean, technically, Tobey Maguire was still in high school when he became. But he looked Tobey Maguire is fifty eight when he was in, in high school. <laughs> like, was. Just well, they, were, they, were, they were both. They were, they were all kind of high schooling, early college. But the, he yeah, was he was but, a freshman when he first yeah. started. He's only been Spider Manning a little while. What he's been through as Spider Man is is you know in comparison to the others is massive. Well, you, know, you, having you see, you see and... the, the cinematic universe is very, very different. Spy, like, you know, even they make fun of it. You know t- uh, that Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man has only fought a rhino guy or a yeah, Russian a guy suit, with a, a Russian suit. guy a suit. Yeah, and it's like which I've been is, to space. Which is, you know, that, that that's a line because, of course, you couldn't bring Rhino in because he's completely under. He, he's he's ineffective in that last battle. Right? There's nothing yeah. he can do in that scene, so you have yeah. to drop him off. Um, interestingly, I think when you look at the at the shadowy figures threatening to come through in that final battle, you see outlines of what looks like Rhino, what looks like um, some some of the other other characters that are, are coming through the portal. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and and there's some some interesting stuff. What I really love about that end scene is that Andrew Garfield's character, Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, gets such a nice redeeming moment. Oh, is that know, is that just beautiful? That heartbreaking it, yeah. moment where he kills he kills Gwen Stacy by catching her and not thinking about the whiplash that's going to break yeah, her back by making a mistake. Um, yeah. He made a massive mistake and effectively killed well killed her and tried to save her. She would have died yeah. anyway had he yeah, not but, intervened. Yeah, but he was. But he, he killed her with his, with his hands and he talks about being being overcome with rage. Yeah. Um. And and effectively, it sort of hinted at that he crossed the line that he may have actually been killing people. He stopped pulling well, his punches. Yeah, I think he's what he said. So obviously, he went to a darker side. I'm not sure if that's still the case now, but at some point, yeah, he, he crossed that line. I reckon. But he gets to he gets to save um, Mary Jane Watson in um, Michelle Jones Michelle Watson, Jones watching yeah. Michelle Jones Watson MJ yep. um, in the Tom Holland Spider Man universe, um, which is a beautiful moment. And he actually he openly sobs when he yeah. But that, he that's gets, and he, that, that that's acting like I just you, that's that's solid because he casts good people in the role. Yeah, and he he pulls it off. It's, I love that scene. It's a fantastic moment. I mean, it's a little bit predictable, but yeah. They, but and they 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 slip back into the Spider Man stuff really well. Andrew Garfield is quite uh, quite a smart ass Spider Man. You know, he's a bit of a, a bit more of a talk back kind of guy. Yeah. The Tobey Maguire one is almost overly polite. You yeah. know, overly kind of caring, um, and and the Tom Holland ones kind of naive. I, I suppose he's just kind of. He could be probably a more annoying than any any of them. Yeah. Um, but but you get those those nice hero moments. You get um, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man stop uh, the 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 Tom Holland Spider Man from killing Goblin um, after Goblin causes um, Aunt May's death, which is another spoiler. Um, and she gets to she gets to utter that line, that famous line that we were missing, because you know we're all sitting through the third Spider Man movie, going, "That's all fine," but no one said that fucking line about with great power responsibility. So she gets to utter that. She gets she actually utters the original comic book yes saying rather Which than the also kind of comes, bastardized also comes, also comes with great responsibility. Yeah, so yeah, slightly different. Um, I I think this movie thinks it's funnier than it is. Um, I think this is the least funny. Spider-Man we've seen. There's, there's some couple of nice moments, but it's not as funny as the others. No, there's not there's not a lot of laugh out loud moments. I think there's a lot there's a lot of I think there's a lot of chuckle moments, like a little like dry smiles. Like uh when you know she finds the beard shaping kit is what makes me laugh when she found the Doctor Strange's beard shape shaping kit. The scene with the three Peters is pretty funny. I mean a little bit predictable and kind of like lazy writing, but um whereas like Peter and they're all like, yeah, which Peter? And then he's like, Peter yeah, Parker. I was like, who's on, fir- who's on first? Yeah, yeah, um, like, yeah. Um, but but there's some nice moments. I think Doctor Strange is kind of becoming the new Tony Stark, kind of weaving him into each individual movie to kind of he he obviously picked up the Tony Stark role from from Homecoming to kind of weave it back into the Avengers. Um, but he's not overused. He, he he disappears for most of the film, like yeah. which is the right choice. You get get him in, cause the problem, and then get him out. Well, you also get some awesome Doctor Strange, you know, visuals with the with the multiplying of the trains, the changing of the cities, the pushing him out of your projectile body, and Spider Man having that spider sense to still dodge him. that seems really good. You get that ten yeah. minutes of Doctor Strangeness, and it's kind of, it's a kind of rem- what I love about they've done with Doctor Strange across the whole series is they've they've given him little bits here and there, like he's in 
uh, for Ragnarok for five minutes. Mm. Just to remind everyone who he is and what he does. But he's and, he's very visually different to the rest of yeah. the movie. Like that mirror universe and that that which is you know created by Scott Derrickson and the visual team that he had there has really created something completely different. So when other characters get sucked into it, um, it's you you know straight away you're looking at a Doctor Strange portion of their film. Yeah. Um, because it is so different, and um, he really should have beaten Spider Man in that. You know, he should have. He should have. That shits me. That this kind of this well, high you, high you level could, bullshit. You could kind of take it. You know, he wasn't trying to hurt him. You know, you could do that kind of thing where he wasn't trying to hurt him. But, but the whole premise, the, the 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 choice that Peter marks. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's 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 what irks me the most. I think the choice, the the MacGuffin of the box. And pushing yeah. this button to send them all back really irked me. I would have liked what I would have what I what I was thinking in my head was that William Defoe was always the bad guy, and when he got in there, he would set them all free and that all escape. Yeah, not through Peter's choice. I mean, you know this this Peter's choice, and ultimately he has to have the downfall to to be Spider Man. Like that seems to be the running through through all the Spider Man is you need. The Uncle Ben, and 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 he hadn't had his Uncle Ben moment yet. Yeah, you know, so we've got to give him, we're going to punish him in some way, and it has to be his fault, which is kind of bullshit, right? Because it's not any of their fault, really. The Uncle Ben moment. Oh, it, it depends on your definition. I mean, like the Amazing Spider-Man. You know, Aunt May tells him not to go. Don't chase him. Um, give him some space. He's angry. Let him cool off. He'll come back. And then he goes and chases after him anyway. And then he tries to stop a mugger. And the only reason why he got shot is because Peter didn't intervene and stop him. The same thing happened in Spider-Man 1. Um, so it, it, it te- technically, if you go through the motion of events, sure, it's Peter's fault. But they had every other opportunity to not do that. And the same thing with Spider-Man 1. He wanted to take the bus. But Peter, but Ben wanted to drive him. So if he didn't, if he let him take the bus, none of this would have happened. But so, I, I just think I think he's had this. This Peter's a different Peter. Like he's had, he's had, he's had to deal with Tony Stark leaving. He was blipped for five years. Like he's been through kind of enough well, that he's and, not and making. You would assume stupid that Uncle, shitty mistakes. But you assume that also his uncle Ben has died. So he's already gone through the uncle Ben dying. Um. I do like that we haven't got a lot of backstory on his parents, and yeah, you only get the second mention of the spider bite in this movie. Like he kind of flippantly says, "When that's yeah, it's really kind of motioning ahead," which I I do enjoy. But he he needed the. I'm I'm glad they they did a death for Spider Man. I think it's kind of impactful. But you are right; Tony Stark did die, and that's a huge moment for him. My question is, should it have been Happy Hogan? Uh, no, I think I think May's May's more impactful. I don't think and, so. I think he's got a close relationship with Happy because I mean, other other than the the first fifteen minutes of Spider Man Far From Home, you barely have any any time together with May. I, I think you need Happy in the universe. You don't need May, and I think secretly they kind of maybe want John Favreau to come back and re- direct again. So you just kind of keep him. Hey, we're going to keep you happy. We're going to keep throwing you a little, uh, little bit of acting little bit of yeah. bit parts and you can stay in the universe. But May doesn't matter to him, to any other character, whereas Hogan no. kind of ties. Who else? You've still got Pepper and clearly, I don't know whether Paltrow is coming back or not. I, I don't think so. So so you, you've got Happy kind of tying Stark Industries, keeping the legacy of, Spider-Man, of, of Stark alive. You're going to need Stark as a kind of shadowy 
you know, financier, techno, techno guy in the background to keep the Avengers running, I think, a little bit. Well, you've got Ironheart coming up, which will be more Iron Manning without... Yet another TV Yet another TV show that I will yeah. not watch. Yeah, but which, you, which you won't watch, but... I won't watch. Yeah, I, I just... the And the final battle um, at the end is predictable, number one, but I, I did enjoy... I, they went dark again, which is... A little bit annoying. Oh. A little bit annoying to see. I that. mean, I mean that whole battle was was anyone filming? Like th- that was all CGI. Yeah, yeah, and you know. and, I, and I get it. I, I get why it's in and at night time because it's so reliant on CGI. And but it, it and I think they did a good job of keeping you in the action of who's doing what, and they did a good enough job to know which Spider Man suit was was which. I think you, you kind of knew which Spider Man was who. I mean, the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man were the ones who got confused the most because Peter had the gold, Tom Holland had the gold on his. Um, but I think they did a good enough job explaining who was who and the voices and stuff. And, and I liked, what I really liked, and I think wish there was more of, was the them just talking about being Spider-Man. Mm. You got a little bit of it, you know, going, you know, well, I fought this person, I fought this person. Um you know, I shoot webs out of my hands. I wish there was a little bit more of of that before the the big battle. And, and a they, bit they, of they learning got, from each other. Yeah, like, a little bit of learning you, from each other. Learned? Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit of that, and a little bit of maybe just like you know, they did the my mistakes part. But what else have you learned about being Spider Man? I thought it would have been a cool. And not only that, there are different stages of Spider Man. Clearly, Maguire's been going going for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and and Garfield's kind of that middle point where he's been doing it for a little while, but. He's still kind of angry and bitter about things, and then the Tom Holland Spider Man's quite quite new at it, yeah. but he's probably been through the most. Yeah, um, and so you know they do. There's a couple of that. It's it's played for laughs. Well, I, I fought a you know guy in a, in a rhino suit. Oh well, I you know I've been to space. But what's he actually been through? Is you know how important Tony Stark is to that Spider Man? You know, they're not existing in the other ones. Mm. You know, it's hard to imagine a Spider Man that doesn't have all this this weight behind it now. Well, he said, you know, I was in the Avengers, and there's like, what's an Avenger? Like, it's mind blowing to think that they wouldn't know what that was. Well, the the only the only confirmed, I think, the only confirmed other superhero in Tobey Maguire's Spider Man is Doctor Strange, because mm. he says, you know, Doctor Strange, it's already taken. So I think that's kind of the only other confirmed, which is really a Easter egg more it's than an anything. Easter, else, it, right? it, it is, it's an Easter egg, but. It's not meant to be canon sort of in the universe. No, no, you wouldn't um, think so. Is Raimi directing the next one? He's is Ra- it Raimi that's directing Doctor Strange? Strange? Yes, yes. So so Sam Raimi, the director of the Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, really the, the grandfather of Spider-Man, of superhero movies. Like, if it wasn't for that original Spider-Man doing so well, we wouldn't have the Avengers, really. Like, no, no, that, that made squeens of dollars when it came out. Um, but it was also it also showed that Superman superhero movies could be good, yes. could could appeal to a, a wider audience, um, and and not just nerds. Um, you know, I think I think uh, the original Superman series probably did a little bit of that, but every other superhero had, movie had, kind, of, kind of sucked, right? Well, you had Batman, the, the original Batman with Keaton. Yeah, um, ba- Batman's always done well, Batman's but Batman's kind done, of. But, but Batman's kind of the exception to the rule. But Batman was a joke by the time that 
the, the Raimi Spider like yeah. Batman and Robin was were were jokes. Yeah. Um so, you know, Raimi's kind of you know, and he's come from horror roots. He's you know from the Evil Dead. Well, you, you can see that with the, the Spider Man too. But uh, I think they they cast it really well. They put the money behind the cast in in the first Spider Man, and it really shows. I mean, the Amazing Spider Man is is fine, but Amazing Spider Man Two, Jamie Fox was he was god awful in Spider Man Two, and I'm not sure who Harry Osborn was in Spider Man Two, but he was god awful as well. That's Dane DeHaan, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know who he who he was, but he he was off. I've watched them all again recently. Uh, and even the first one, like even the first Amazing Spider-Man, it's a low-level threat, and they're low-level threats compared to what Spider-Man's been through, through that Tom Holland's been through. Like, but like even even like Spider-Man Two with Tobey Maguire, that was a that was a that could have taken out half of New York City. It's still not a huge threat compared mm. to compared to what you know Thanos and his army's been through. Yeah. And, and and I think the uh, the MCU has ramped up the kind of destruction and damage, and you know we've now got aliens. I mean, they're even talking about there's wizards here, it, it, magic and all that sort of stuff is completely different. Those other superhero movies are trying to all be really grounded in reality. You look at something like The Dark Knight. You know, is absolutely desperately trying to be as realistic as possible. Yeah, you know. Whereas where we are in the MCU, we have uh, a man made entirely of wood, you know, who's who's a plant. Um, yes. You know, there's there's green people, there's there's blue people, there's people from beyond the stars. Captain Marvel is, you know, absolutely super powered. So you've got all these all these weird and wacky characters now, and it's magic and it's all multiverses and stuff, um, and it's accepted because it's been built sort of methodically through through that process. Um, but you know the tone is entirely different. This this yeah. tone of this movie is so different from Spider Man Two, from any of the Amazing Spider Man, and and they were able to slip into the tone of this really well yeah. without it feeling like it was just pasted in. Which was you know credit to John Watts as a director to be able to do that, to do that fan service so so massively, but as a bit of a love letter, but also actually make it feel like a movie in this universe. And that's what it is. Is This is not this is not Spider-Man 4, you know, Maguire's Spider-Man 4. This no. is dead set Tom Holland's Spider-Man um, yeah, with cameos. sequence with cameos. Uh, with a lot of bad guys to, to, to give them enough screen time to make it all make sense. I mean, it's a long movie. What is it? It's, near, it's pushing three hours. Like it's yeah, long. Two, and, two and a half hours. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a long movie. But, you, I mean, you, you've also... I, I, I want to go back to the reasoning why he wants to... Like, to get his friends into MIT mm. is, 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 a, is a big thing to... Uh, like, I just feel like Doctor Strange made a... Is, is, is a weird... It's a weird decision for Doctor Strange. I just feel like he wouldn't do that, knowing the character that, we, that we, he is. Like, tampering with the multiverse... To stop Dormammu is one thing, but yeah. to for, to for, forget everyone's Peter Parker just so they can get into MIT seems ridiculous. Particularly, particularly when he makes the point was why haven't you called them and spoken to? Well, them? this that was after the spells tried to be cast. Like, wouldn't that be the first thing you'd ask them? Have you called them as as an adult and has someone who's been to MIT and a doctor? It, it, yeah, just, seems, thing, it just seems very un Doctor Strange like. The thing is, right? The next big bad thing that happens. They're going to call Spider-Man. He's going to fix it. And then it's like, 
thank God we've got Spider-Man and, 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 and it changes. Like it's, it's a six month issue until the next thing happens and Spider-Man fixes the next issue. Like you, you're absolutely right. He's, he's trying to help out two effectively high school kids. Yeah. Like, why does he care? Like yeah. he cares about protecting the multiverse, protecting from, you know, interdimensional threats. And he, and he's worried about two kids not getting into college. Yeah, you know, and, and, and Peter, who he likes, and he spent time with, and he's helped well, save the universe together, but not really. Like they're not best yeah, friends. I mean, it is. It's it's it's. I think it's a deference to that. He's been through a lot, and he says that he's. You've been through a lot. Um, you know, and I think it's more of a. It's an overwhelming kind of friendship to, to Tony, really. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's almost that that last favor to Tony, um, to to do this. But I just don't believe public sentiment would be that far away from Spider-Man. Like, I just, the universe is a bit kind of meh. Like, we think that Mysterio is going to have the same level of support that, that Spider-Man did. Well, no, he, he, yeah, he came around pretty quickly and disappeared pretty quickly. And yeah. he wasn't in the public eye. Like, he, like, if you watch Far From Home, he beat a monster in Mexico, and that's the first time you see him. That's the first mm-hmm. time anyone sees him. And then he kind of saves the um, the French, wherever they are, canal. And then he he, he he sacrifices himself for the giant monster, like the giant fire monster. But I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like, I think Spider-Man would have more, you know, he, he saves. He's part of the goddamn Avengers. He yeah, saved like, the fucking world. And I, I understand, like, you know, he's got video evidence, which isn't really video evidence. Um from a from a, a news blogger, and I th- I just thought he would have had more credibility than that. And it's kind of what annoys me about civil civil war too, right? Like these guys have been saving the world constantly, and they yeah, they, they, there's a small amount of collateral damage, and that the world flips out and says, "We want you to register." What are you talking about? I saved like, New York City. You the, the next time, ne- next time Thanos turns up, we're just going to be like, "No, nah, not doing it." Like you know, I just don't understand. It's 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 contrived conflict, right? Yeah. And it's it's contrived conflict again in this one. It's a little bit it's a little bit better, but it's kind of like just wait six months, Pete. Wait six months. It's going to blow over the next time a rhino in a mechanized suit well, that, runs that's around. Right. That's right. You save the world again, and just as the MIT lady shows, yeah. you save people. You save her. Yeah. You, you literally all he did was save her, and she's like, "Thank you. I'm going to get you in. Don't yeah. worry about it. No, no worries." Like hang um, around until she has a car accident, and then just like flip, flip, bang, <laughs> sorted. Thanks, so MIT lady. Yeah, like I just it it just seemed a bit like it's a huge spell to get two people into MIT. Yeah, like surely, surely, yeah, Peter could go and work for Stark Industries. And and it's it's also just like, hey, Pete, when I do this, who do you actually want to know and not know? Because if because I clearly have an ability to to put some caveats to this. Well, right? he, I don't I don't think he's meant to have caveats in there. But 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 he has the ability to do that without fucking everything up. Yeah. So if it's if Pete goes, who do you actually want to know? I can put some caveats around this spell. Once I start the spell, if you talk, things are going to go explodey. So don't talk. <laughs> like you're a little shitty Spider Man who talks a lot. I'm telling you now. If I start casting, look, you know what he's like. Yeah. And then you blame him for being like, oh, by the way, like do all that before you start casting, guys. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, you know, everyone's going to forget. Well, you know, well, I want you to remember. I want MJ happy 
Ned and Aunt May. It's five people. It's not a lot in the context. If no. you just said these guys need to know, everyone else, these people are important. You know, like anything, if I overcast a, a genie spell, I'm thinking through that wish before I get there. It's like, you know, it's like when someone's, I think it's community talks about, you know, I wish to end all wars. Britta throws a penny in the in the thing. He says, you know, no, no big, that has consequences. That means no Star Wars, no, like you can't just say no wars because that's, <laughs> all of the things we like. So you've got to yep. be thought more thoughtful about it and be more specific. Um, you know, it's the Rick and Morty episode of the needful things where they, they make, you know, it looks like it's a good spell until it's not. Um, so it's the same deal. And I, you'd be talking about that shit before you cast this massive fucking spell. Okay, it's a huge, like it's a huge spell. And even Wong, you know, says, you know, it's a spell we know very little about. It crosses between known and unknown. And you're just like, well, it's plus take, take some at least do some reading like do it reread read the chapter about this spell before you go and do it plus i don't know if anyone fucking realized this but if he's if the spell is just these people will all forget that it's spider-man that i'm spider-man just tell done. them again just go and tell them again hey by the way that's actually me but they found it some way the first time around that's the thing that's the thing that really really bugged me was that if he they still know who peter parker is they just don't know he's yeah. spider-man so yeah. you just like by the way I'm Spider-Man. Mind just blown. rock up at their house and be like, "Look, it's me." Yeah, I'm like, it means it means that Zendaya is still his girlfriend. She still yeah. loves Peter Parker. She just doesn't know he's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Just hell, it's literally five minutes of your time to fix that. Like this whole thing is predicated on the fact that he didn't want to tell them again. Yeah, like it's Basically. just so fucking. Well, dumb. I, I I understand in the moment it could be a bit, you know, whatever. But again, the pre the pre. Um, casting of the spell conversation you know the pep talk if you will you know, yeah going through the game plan would have fixed this whole movie i'd love to do i'd love to go back as a retrospective and be like who makes the dumbest decision in the mcu yeah. like so it's like oh, they're, it's they're star lord star lords to make the worst absolutely but they're all they're all they're all sitcom rules you yeah. know, it's like this could be solved in the first five minutes if you just fucking talk to each other yeah you know if you just said hey by the way um i just I'm actually I'm in love with you, and I just need to tell you rather than a whole bunch of comic fucking misunderstandings. You know, it's just so dumb. You know, and, and it annoys me to the point where these are supposed to be kind of they're, they're look they're popcorn movies. They're very good popcorn movies. Yes. Um, and if you start pulling threads, they get a little bit dumber and dumber. Um, but but the whole conceit of this movie is that you know we he need everyone needs to forget that. Strange would immediately go, what do you mean everyone? What the fuck are you talking about? What yeah. do you actually want out of yeah. this spell? I just want five people to remember who I am. Everyone else can forget. That's all we need to say. Yeah. Or, 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 and, and he doesn't just tell them again Yeah, is not the answer. So that, that spell would have been done. Everything would have been fine. And it just means that you've got a magic undo button to every bad decision in the MCU. You want something done? Boom. I mean, even like Endgame did that. You yeah. know, we're going to go get the time stamps. We're going to go back in time and just get the time stamps. Where, the the uh, what are they called? What are they called? The Infinity stones. stones. Infinity stones. Uh, we're going to go back and get those. It's like there's a whole bunch of undo buttons. It's, decisions need to stay decisions. Like you can't just undo shit. Well, that, that's a um, problem. With, that's a problem with bringing magic into the into the universe. Well, well, the Battle of New York could have could have been avoided if we just went back in time and you know punched Loki in the face. Like yeah, or, or went to went to him as a baby and and strangled him to death and he's caught. Like. You know, sure, it's unpalatable, but it's one baby versus all of us. You know, so I just, 
that's the slippery slope you end down and you've got to be careful otherwise you do lose people because it's just like well who cares yeah there's another there's another tony stark somewhere we'll just pull him through or well you know you, oh, i think if you can't do that the only way tony stark could come back is if he was robotic or a, a hologram well uh, not, maybe not a hologram you could do a, hologram, a ghost sure. false ghost well no but you, you do him like a jarvis is the only way I think you feel like you can bring Tony hey, back. Disney owns Star Wars as well. Could he be a Force, <laughs> Force ghost? ghost? Just turn up, just nodding when at, and when Tom Holland graduates. Just what, what I've got a few questions I want to ask you, but let, let's let's give it where first of all. I want to ask you where do you think it ranks in the in the quarters of Star of Star Wars of of uh, Marvel? Oh, break, it's, break up it's, into quarters. it's middle it's middle up like it's it's in the top two quarters it's too hard to what i will say is i really do enjoy these the three spider-man movies i think they're great where it ranks in the spider-man movies i still think homecoming is the best version of of that because it is so self-contained um and it and it is meaningful and it's kind of him honing his skills and i really like that it's got those early relationships that work really well um i think it's better than far from home but homecoming's better, so I think it's 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 uh, one three two for me. Um, having said that, I haven't seen Far From Home since I watched it at the at the movies. I think so. I, that's just come to Netflix. I just got the notification yes, before does. coming it came, here that came it's coming, literally today. It's coming um, on Netflix, so I'll rewatch that. I've um, I've seen one, two, and three recently. I've seen them all literally in the last week. I I, I kind of agree with you. I think it's one three two, and three is pushing. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a great great movie. So I think home, Homecoming comfortably sits in the top five for me. Yes, same. Um, this one probably sits somewhere in the top ten. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, um, towards okay. the bottom end of ten, maybe. Uh, and and uh, and Far From Home is somewhere in that. Well, I think know, I think they're two. all a B plus, B minus. They're all they're all they're all good movies, and I think you know you, you got a good director, you got good talent. I think what invariably happens is that you take the best of whatever's had a had its a number of sequels. You take the best version of that. So so you end up getting well. What's the best Avengers movie? Well, that's Infinity War. That that's that's number one. Uh, the best Captain America is probably number two. So that's that's in my top. Like the best Thor is three. So that's so that's what happens. So the, what's yeah. the best version of Spider Man? What's Homecoming? And so that goes in. Somewhere in that top part, but is, um, is home is homecoming better because it has Robert Downey Jr. in it? I think so. Yep, yep. Because I think he's so. And so I think bloody good. And he's he's also not overused. Um, he's he's there for you know uh, the, for that the men, small the amount mentor, of time. The mentor mentee relationship is beautiful. It's done perfectly yep. in that movie. You know, it's, it's 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 a fantastic movie. Homecoming. I think I think the strength of the villain Michael Keaton kills it. Yeah, um, and I'd put him up with Alfred Molina and and Willem Dafoe oh, in sure. terms of for, for sure. bad guys because that that car scene, you know, where he he works oh. out that, you know, that that and the, way me, they, and the way they use light in that scene is just, impeccable. you know, shows the strength of Michael Keaton. He's a he's a guy who's been completely screwed over by the government. He's effectively been screwed over by by Tony Stark, you know, without Stark even knowing he screwed him over. He's been screwed over by by him. And so you get this kind of great, um, you get the, 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 the nice MJ relationship, um, just the shoots. You get, there's a lot of cool, it's really funny stuff. There's a couple of great action pieces. It's so fucking dark in that yeah. last fight. Oh, the, but The last fight's a bit meh. 
but but, but, but it set the tone. It set the tone for these movies. But I think that's where that's where Far From Home is better in the final battle because it's in daylight and it's drones and and Jake Gyllenhaal's really good as Mysterio. He, as he's well. also really good. So so they've they've been casting the Marvel movies impeccably. I don't think there's anyone I'd point to the Marvel movies and go, I wish you hadn't cast X. Yeah. I mean, mind you, they've got everybody in in the entirety of Hollywood is now in one of these movies. Yeah. Basically. Like, like I, you barely can name a person who hasn't appeared in in one of them somewhere. Well, in a superhero um, movie, yeah. In in one of these that's that's currently working and he's good. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of incredible. The the new these new phases are not going to trouble the score as much in my top. You know, Ten Rings is not is not going to be anywhere near the top. It, you know, it, it's the last as it's been fading. The Spider Man movies are the ones that keep popping up. As mm. ones that I enjoy, and I'm I'm thinking Doctor Strange is probably going to be that too. But any new additional characters kind of like waning on me. I just like I just don't care. Um, we're not going to see another cat movie, so we know we're getting three, uh, three three cat movies, ish. Yep. You know, Civil War is a cat movie, but not really. Yeah. But um, I th- I think they're going to start pushing towards the the TV market, and. The smaller contained stories, they'll do five, they'll do, they'll do six or ten episodes and be done with it. And then that'll lead into the movies for the But at least started. tonally, at least tonally, there's something different. Like, yeah. I'm not interested in them, but at least WandaVision had its own really unique tone yeah, to that. It, it did. Its own visual style and its different tone. I think, you know, what Tyker did with, with, um, with Thor 3. It was Tyker's tone, but it was it was marvelized. Yeah, like y- y- you've got these, and and I think the same with with Rami and 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 Doctor Strange. It's going to be Rami Flair, fl- probably Flair, but it's it's still in that MCU. It's still mm. going to feel like it fits. Yeah, these 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 Spider Man have got their own tone, but they're very much Marvel movies. The 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 TV shows don't feel like they're bound by that same constriction, except for Captain. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is the, easily the worst one of the lot, because it felt because like, it's it's trying to it's trying to hold to the, yeah, the same time. It, it, it was it was easily the worst of the four that I've seen. But I do want to ask you going forward: is is there a place now for Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to to have their own spin off? No. Are they are they no. going to come back, or are they just one and done? No, I think they're done, and I think this was this would have been sold as here is a dump truck full of money. Yeah, um, come back and do this, and I think more for Andrew Garfield to kind of get a little bit of redemption. I think they would have sold it on. You're going to have some nice moments because I think he unfairly got kind of shafted. He did. I I, I really liked him. As, I, I didn't. I think he's the. I think he's the worst one. Out yeah, of the three, but, it, but I really. But they're all like they're him. all good in their own ways, and yeah. they're all different, very different tonally. I think Tom Holland shows how good. That character can be. I think being younger and just energetic makes it way better. There, there was one part when Andrew Garfield absolutely spoke with a British his British accent in that, oh. and I actually I actually recoiled in the cinema. I remember doing it, going, "What the hell was that?" Is he absolutely categorically spoke with a British accent? Which, and I'm going to leave that out. He he turns and he says something as he's walking past a, a bench in the in the scene where they're all together coming up with the solutions. Oh, yeah. He said yeah. something clear as day in a British accent. I actually, oh shit. So I didn't, I so didn't catch it, but you, well, when, when I'm not going to tell you which part, it's definitely that part. So I want you to, to keep an eye out unless they fix it in post, but I'm telling you now it was there. And I went, oh, that's really strange. Um, 
but, but both him and so Tom, Tom Holland's British as well, is he? Yes, yes. Is he British? Yes. He hides it really well, yeah, and Andrew Garfield he still does a really good American accent, except for that one part. But you know, it shows it shows bad, not not great casting of the bad guys, um, weaker bad guys that they chose for Garfield's yeah run, especially in the first one. Like there was no big name attached to the first one. It was just Andrew Garfield and an actor um, to play. Well, his they, they put they put the resource in into into Gwen Stacy being. Um, Emma Stone. Uh, being Emma Stone, um, you know Dennis Leary as her dad is good casting. Oh, it's good casting, yeah. It, but but the universe feels under underdone. You don't have that, big and so the bad guys, guy. yeah, and so the bad guys feel underdone, and and tonally, there's nothing setting it apart. You know, Raimi Spider Man was 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 something completely different. The MCU is something completely different that we've seen before. It just felt like another Spider-Man movie. Yeah, In fact, it felt like it felt like Sony making another movie because they had to to keep the rights. Yeah, and Amazing and- Spider-Man, it fell right in the middle. It felt really, yeah, the, the lesser tone. And I, I, I didn't, I didn't lo- I love what they did with, with Peter Parker either. He was kind of a, a more aggressive. Um, he's more of a smartass, and he's unlike more unlikable. More unlikable. He's more, you know, he's, he's laughing at people, and he's, you know, he, he's just more aggressively. Aggressively, Spider-Man. He's a jerk. Yeah. He's a jerky he's Spider-Man, an, and I don't, we don't yeah. necessarily like that. But there's nothing flare. There's no flair about the movies. Nothing that other than the suit. That anything. suit shits all over every other suit. I love that. I love that Andrew Garfield suit. And and you know, I, I just think I think the the Raimi Spider-Man has a has a very striking visual look. Yeah. For for the early two thousands, a very early two thousands, and Spider-Man three is not a good film. No, it's not. It should be said. It's, it's not, not it's a good not film. So, good. And, 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 and I think and, nostalgia helps it. They only brought they only brought over Sandman to round out the three, so they had someone to fight. Yeah, because they had yeah, to someone powerful enough that could could hold that. Yeah, you know, hold hold to that that villain. So, yeah. but you know, and I think that was a good addition in in this one. Um, but Spider Man Three is not a good film, and, no, and that whole no. the whole aggressive emo Peter thing is 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 woeful. It was um, just, yeah, disgraceful. And, and look, and and as much as I love Tova Grace, he's not. He's not Eddie Brock. He, no, he's not. He's no. not Venom. It's not a good. Not a good casting there. No. Um, speaking of Eddie Brock, we see we see him in the in the the spoiler in the stinger at the end. Yeah. What did you think of that inclusion? Um, I really like. I really like Venom. I think it's it's seriously underrated. I think a lot of people kind of shit on that those movies, but I, I really enjoy Venom. Um, I really I really love what they did with him. But um, at the end of Venom, let there be carnage. There, there, he does get transformed into this world. I, I'm a little bit sad that I didn't see more of him. Like, yeah, I was kind of excited. I kind of forgot he was transformed into the world until the very end. And then leaving that little bit of symbiote behind um, to obviously bring us the MCU Venom uh, is interesting. I don't think it's really needed considering we have a current Venom, um, which is doing well and everyone seems to like and is acted very well. Um I don't know. I, did, I didn't. I didn't mind it. It seemed like a wasted opportunity to me. Like they could. Like he could have been a third Venom. Yeah, I, I think. I think Sony. Sony could just own the characters and stick its name and just let Marvel do its thing and just make money. Well, you're going to make a squillion dollars. Like if you, you, if you put the fourth Venom, fourth movie with Tom Holland, put it against Venom, the way he currently is, could be awesome. What, what I will say about Venom, I've only seen Venom. I haven't seen um, Let There Be Carnage. But again, there's nothing visually striking about. There's no tone that I would go. Oh, that's that's definitely venom. No, like I, I, you know, Deadpool's got its own 
feel, its own vibe, its own its own voice. Whereas I just think Venom's just another kind of oh yeah, it's it's decent enough, and and I like Tom Hardy, um, but there's that, nothing that, that to, kind of explains the that. movie. It's decent yeah. enough, and I like Tom Hardy. That's all you really need to know. And like, little, like that's t- he's a little bit darker. Like he, he'll yeah, happily and, kill and, people. And, yeah, which I don't I don't mind, and and might not fit. But why not just bring Tom Tom Hardy into into the MCU and have him play Venom, uh, and then everyone's sweet and Sony just sticks it the same. I mean, the the least uh, talked about sequel of all time being uh, Morbius is coming out. Could you give two shits Who about it? Who gives a shit? No. I will and Sony clearly doesn't because it hasn't been talked about at all. It's not being promoted hugely, which means, you know, it probably sucks, right? Oh, probably. It, it didn't look good. It doesn't look good. And we got a trailer on, on, on the front of this, which I don't care about, A, because Jared Leto's in it, and quite frankly, fuck Jared Leto, yep. which is the, um, the slogan of this show, T-M-C-R. <laughs> Uh, fuck Jared Leto, but you know I I couldn't care. I mean, it just seems like Jared Leto's intent on ruining every uh, possible. <laughs> well, they're, they're clearly superhero. building towards a Sinister Six. So Sinister Six is basically a a, a group of supervillains, which is going to have I assume is going to have um, Vulture, Morbius, but, Venom. But don't you need Spider Man for that? Well, you kind of do. But Spider-Man... doesn't doesn't that mean that Spider Man gets recast and comes back out of Marvel again? Well, it depends on. Well, you got to remember, Sony still owns Spider Man, and yeah. the, and all the movies that are released are under Sony's umbrella. So, yes. hypothetically, he could fight all of them. But they would have to recast it because presumably Tom Holland wouldn't want to go do it for Sony. Well, you wouldn't think Cause that because so. that nearly happened, right? Like that nearly yeah. happened after after was it after or pre homecoming? No, no. So it was after Endgame. They weren't going to make yeah. this movie, and then Tom Holland kind of sat him down and said, "Well, no, you have to." And they because they wanted they wanted Spider Man back to for themselves. I just I'm not sure who what the execs the execs Sony obviously don't like money because they want to just fuck with it. I I I just I don't I, I don't like their their strategy of trying to build another sort of sinister universe. I just think you just give these back to Marvel. They've got the formula that works, particularly with the good characters. I think the problem is that Marvel's running out of good characters well, and the, we keep the, trying to the, make the good movies out of bad characters. But the good thing now is that Marvel have Fox who have X-Men. So really you could kind of forget about Spider-Man, which I kind of think they're pushing towards the end of this movie, is that everyone forgets who Peter Parker is and forgets who Spider-Man is. He could basically disappear now, Spider-Man. He could disappear into the ethos and be one of those characters who you just don't hear from anymore. And of course, Fantastic Four. And I think I know I know Chris Evans is out, but we've got a multiverse and we have a universe in which Chris Evans plays uh, the the, and, uh, uh, human, the, the torch. human torch. Yeah. And he also plays Captain America. We have to see a crossover there. That that I, I would be very happy to see. Well, I, I just I wonder what they're gonna do. And it's getting to the point now where I almost feel like they need to go down the DC road and just stop making them interconnected and just do individual stories. Start from scratch and just scrap the whole. Well, I don't, well, you're basically doing that because you're not building to anything. Well, and I, and I don't think they have an idea of what they're building towards anyway. So, I think Kevin Feige is going to really pull his, you know, pull his thinking stick out and, and either come up with a big bad guy or stop connecting all these movies. 
Well, what I'm what I am interested to see in how good the Batman goes. If the Batman's no good, then DC, I, I don't know what DC are going to do. If if the Batman is no good, I might actually cry because I I think this is going to be one of the best Batman movies we've seen. I want this on the record. I want people to to timestamp this uh, this date whenever you're listening to this, and, yes. and hopefully it's post. You listen to this in the future when Batman's come out and no. it's a spectacular. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there crying in the corner. I, I, but, I, uh, I really, from what I've seen of the Batman, I am very, very optimistic. Um, do you think we're going to get another Spider-Man movie? I think, based on the success of this movie, Marvel are going to throw all the money at Tom Holland, and I think there'll be a fourth. I and think, that'll be it. I think that'll be what, it. What is the home? It'll be. Jesus, where the hell is my home? Is that- <laughs> I don't know what the home will be. I, I just I don't see Marvel not throwing money at Tom Holland, and 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 there's a story there where he reconnects with with MJ and Ned, uh, and has a, there's a story there if they want to do it. I'm just not sure Tom Holland wants to be Spider Man anymore. One one thing I do want to point out is Zendaya uh, MJ is wearing the necklace given to. Oh, her you, by you're, one of, you're one of those people. I just, I just want to point that out because, you know, this love conquers all type deal. There's no universe where they don't reconnect. Yeah, and that's probably the last part of the. That's that's the the the, the dangle, to get people to to do that. But she was given that by, by a Peter Parker. Uh, why would she still be wearing it in a universe where she can't remember who he is? Yeah. Um, so there has to be there's some some level of understanding there at some stage. I I just you, you could you could walk away. From this story now, and be that, and I think if you're Tom Holland and you don't care about money because he's doing very well for himself right now, would you want to go out on a high? The the thing is, they're very lucky in the in the in the comic book canon that you've got a equally popular other Spider Man. Yeah, you've got Miles Morales. You can absolutely just drop in yeah. here, um, and 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 would be great. For representation too, so you, you could just... do you could do one where where Peter mentors Miles, take over that relationship and and you know he be the mentor after being Spider Man for a few years and give his experience of what he's gone through and then hand over the reins. Um, Given the connection to to uh, Stark, it, do you think that the hope was that the that that Spider Man would be the the connective tissue? Taking over the Tony Stark role. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think Benedict Cumberbatch should keep going, but he's obviously signed on for a few more deals, and I'm pretty sure Chris Evans, is, uh, Chris Hemsworth, has signed on for three more. I just don't, I don't, th- I think Tom Holland's at the end of his contract, and I, I don't, I don't know, I don't think he's mature enough as a character to lead the next generation, where mm. Benedict Cumberbatch is. Yeah, and I think that's a pivot. That's a that's a pivot. Because of contractual stuff, but I think it's a good. I think it's a good pivot, yeah. and I think a magician, wizard person who can kind of bend time is, is kind of the perfect, the perfect cover. And he is that kind of adult. That was the the direct conflict between those two. Um, it makes perfect sense that that kind of rounded that out. But mm. you know, it's going to be interesting to see where the MCU goes. But like I said, I'm now very being very selective about what I do watch and when I watch it. Like. Marvel movies were absolute must jump in front of the, the, the movie theater as soon as they come out type deals. I still haven't seen Black Widow. 
I still haven't finished the Ten Rings, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. But did you finish the first um, I haven't half? Seen the, did you finish the first I've seen half? the first half. That's, that's all you need to see, really. And and I haven't seen the Eternals. Uh, I haven't seen the Eternals either. Um, I've also refused to watch any of the TV shows, basically, apart from Wonder Woman. I, I will, I've, seen, I've seen everything but the Eternals. So I, I don't think you're missing much. I really, really enjoyed Hawkeye. It's six episodes. They're about 40 minutes each. You can knock it out in you know, a couple of hours. I, I really enjoyed that relationship that Hawkeye... And, and uh, Hawkeye's a character I give two, no two shits about. But I really enjoyed that. I think it's probably my favourite after Loki. Loki's a bit of an investment. I think it's 10 episodes, an hour each. It's a little bit of an investment, and so is WandaVision. But WandaVision does something different that the other ones don't do. I really enjoyed Hawkeye. You should definitely watch Hawkeye. And Ten Rings, meh. And Black Widow, meh. But, but that's that's a problem for Marvel, right? When they're, when they're getting... They were not used to getting meh, and, and they were able to save characters. Like Thor, Thor The Dark World 2 is... Thor 2 The Dark World is still the worst Marvel movie that they've done. Yes. Um, but they're able to save that character by throwing it, throwing in the keys to Taika Waititi and, and, and making it funny effectively. I mean, I mean, they, they changed that whole character. Yeah. But ten, I mean, 10 rings isn't bad. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad, it's a nothing movie. It's, a, it's, it's a nothing. movie. I don't, I don't think it's bad. Movie. The fight set on the bus is really cool. Um, some of the fights. We've scenes, seen all that stuff. Yeah. It, uh, it, it's, it's a different, I don't think we have a martial arts expert. It's a heavily CGI'd, Oh, the fight, the fight scene isn't isn't on the bus isn't too bad. There, there's enough CGI on that to make me notice that it was CGI. I, I think there's enough in there's enough in. I, I just don't don't see that character being very big. Like you put him against, like he, well, he's a Black Widow of the Avengers. Mm. What's a fighting guy going to do? I mean, he's, my, he's like, so is Hawkeye. But what's a fighting guy going to do against an alien race of you know people? Like, what are they going to do? I just. I don't know where the where the MCU is going from here, and, they, and they, they've they've lost their way since since Endgame. Uh, but obviously, how do you top Endgame? Well, how the hell do you, you do, do you, you top do, Endgame? You do this, you do No Way Home, and you and you bring them back all the cinematic universe, and you make a billion dollars. That's how you do it. Yeah, but I think I'd almost treat Spider Man like a bit of a standalone now. Yeah, like it's it's got its own little vibe going. And that's why you could fit another fourth film in there, and it'll be fine. But it doesn't really need to tie back into the the wider. But you universe. don't you don't need a fourth movie. If Tom no, Holland if Tom Holland steps away now, he's got three, or he's got what five, six movies under his belt for the MCU. You, you need it to tie off the MJ. But you don't have to. I think I think fans will be mad about it because you've yeah. dangled. But if you don't do that, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I, I think I think they'll get a fourth one because dump trucks full of cash. Oh, I think Tom Holland would be like, he write write the amount of money you want on a check, and we'll pay you that. Is probably yeah. what's what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and Tom Holland, Tom Holland can set himself up for life right now. I mean, not that he already has it, but well, he's, he's, you know, doing, da- he's doing Danny Junior. Danny Junior was just like, well, I've done enough of these. I can I can do this now. I can finish. Well, up. he made. He, I think he asked for something like thirty five million or something for for Endgame, and he got it. Yeah, like it's just yeah. like whatever. Uh, and I think, I think Tom Holland is in the same position now because he's, he's so beloved as his character. There's there's not many more characters that I think people would write if he didn't make a fourth one. You know, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't make another Thor. I don't think people are going to scream too loudly. I, th- I mean, Doctor Strange I think needs a second movie because he's so good. But if you yeah, I mean, a- the reason this this one works because the love of the other ones, like you know, the first Spider Man movies are are universally loved. 
Um, mm. And nostalgia makes them even more loved and papers over any issues that they had. Yeah. They're, they're, they're memed to all hell, so people even know the memes. Yeah. In fact, we got shout-outs to a bunch of the memes. They repeated lines that were memes just because they've been memes. Yes. Um, the I'm something of a scientist myself line got... I did like got, that. Got got included just because it's it's now a, a popular meme. So, you know this this right this road on the coattail of nostalgia. I'm not sure how many other Marvel movies are going to be able to do that. They can't. They can't. And, and none of them can do it. No. And, and so I just think it's losing its way a little bit. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes, and I hope that Feige can pull something out of out of the hat to make this kind of connect again. But otherwise, just do one shots. Yeah. Give us just, something different. Just do one shots. Uh, I will say that it's it's probably my most unique movie experience my very first time um i went to the movies opening night 6 30 show uh in a packed a packed cinema the most people i've seen in one room in forever and um there was cheering there was whooping there was clapping there was loud gasps at crazy bits it, it's the most american experience i've ever had at a movie cinema um i've never been i've never had a standing ovation at the end of a, a movie I never had loud cheering and whooping when a character came on screen. Yes, it's very special when Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come through, but I wouldn't stand and clap. But it was definitely a unique experience, that's for sure. Yeah, like luckily a little bit more subdued when I yes. I was there with you because you I would have been, been just annoyed. Yes, just annoyed at people. None of the filmmakers are there; they can't see you give up a standing ovation. What are you doing? Yes, yes, um, but. I strongly recommend you should see it. We'd love to hear what you think. Um, shoot, drop us a line, masspodcasters at gmail.com if you have anything uh, to say about this film uh, or, or otherwise uh, you can you can hit us up for whatever reason. But, uh, you know, from us, thank you so much for listening. Uh, from Jake. Shannon, with great power. There's so many lines, Shannon. I, I love this movie. Go see it. Um, with great power comes great responsibility. Need to go see it. I mean he's an impersonator, a fake We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following urgent announcement. You, yes you, put down that oversized bottle of scrumpy and listen here. Do you like being entertained? Do you like television? Do you cringe at culturally insensitive, sexist, racist, problematic jokes in not quite old enough television shows? Do you like old-timey announcers who keep asking inane rhetorical questions, who go on and on so much that you just want to suck them right in the gusset? Do you like the letter H? Well, do we have the show for you. Built for people who love TV, where three rapscallions dissect two television shows, one old and one not so old, for a probable audience of one, seven. So dust off your flares, jump off your chamber pot, and a third old-timey product joke, it's time for Hardly TV History.